What is up everyone? It's Quinn here and in this video I'm going to be going through my week 8 running back start sits. Some good news is that we have no bye weeks here coming off the 16 bye. Definitely nice to have some better options here heading into week 8. In this video I'm going to be listing every fantasy relevant running back as either a start, fringe option, or a sit. The starts are the players you feel very confident throwing into your lineup. The fringe options, they're fine but you probably don't feel great about them and then sits. These are players you would prefer to keep on your bench. Let's just dive right into the first matchup here, Thursday Night Football, the Buccaneers taking on at the Bills. And for the Bucks here, kind of the same story for Rashad White, where he continues to have very strong usage, but the production just hasn't been there. He is coming off a decent game due to the receiving production, but still it's underwhelming given how much of a focal point he's been in this offense. I think he's a fringe option, not a great matchup here against the Bills, and I think Rashad White is always running the risk of kind of losing out on some of his opportunities. I talked about him in my sell high player video and basically just went through how he hasn't been that great of a fantasy option given you know a pretty significant workload, and he also hasn't been super great from a real life NFL perspective. So it seems like at any point, they could turn this into some sort of gross committee. And so that's why he's more of a fringe option, probably like a higher end running back three this week. On the other side for the Bills, James Cook bounces back up from a fringe option last week to a start here in week eight. He kind of separated himself from that 50-50 touch split that we saw with Latavius Murray in week six. They were still pretty close in terms of snaps and routes run, but James Cook, you know, completely dominated the opportunities there. And if you're going to give him like 15 plus touches in this Bills offense, he's going to give you some nice fantasy production. I also think he's a good sell high option, but I also think he's a solid RB2 this week and then sitting his, uh, you know, back mate Latavius Murray. Now shifting over to the Texans Panthers game, kind of a gross spot here at the running back position with these two teams. I'm going to have all these guys as fringe options. So for the Texans here, you got Devin Singletary and Damian Pierce. They are coming off their bye week, but if we remember back to week six, we actually saw Devin Singletary kind of take over this backfield. They were still pretty much in a 50-50 split in terms of the carries, but Devin Singletary had already been locked into that receiving role. So if they're splitting those carries close to 50-50, Singletary probably is the better option moving forward. Now coming off the bye, who knows how that's going to shake up. Maybe they keep the same and Singletary is the guy you want to start here. Maybe they pivot back to Damian Pierce. They feel better about him moving forward. There is some up in the air right now. So I'm just going to have both of these guys listed as fringe options. Wouldn't feel great starting either, but I think, you know, each guy has a pathway to end up being a nice option. This is also a great matchup here against the Panthers, which makes it, you know, somewhat encouraging to play these guys. And then for the Panthers, another team coming off their bye week and a backfield that was kind of in shambles prior to that bye. You had Chuba and Miles Sanders in a split. You had Miles Sanders banged up. So if these guys are both playing this week, I think they're fringe options. We'll see how it shakes out. I think you probably give the slight edge to Sanders, but who knows at this point. Could definitely just turn into like a 50-50 ride the hot hand approach there for the Panthers. Now moving over to the Rams-Cowboys matchup. There was a lot of uncertainty with this Rams backfield heading into Sunday. You had uh, Ronnie Rivers and Kyron Williams out. They brought in Darrell Henderson. You had Royce Freeman brought in, Miles Gaskin. Um, and then Zach Evans was already on the team. So no one was really confident on how these running backs were going to be used. It basically ended up being a two-headed committee between Henderson and Freeman, but I think Henderson was clearly the top option there. He had a 57% snap share. He had 20 opportunities to uh, 12 for Freeman, also had two of the only targets. So he was the only running back for the Rams that was targeted. And then he also scored the touchdown. So I do think he's the better option. 
He does draw a pretty tough matchup here against the Cowboys, who have allowed the seventh fewest points per game to the running back position. And it's just this spot where there's probably still going to be in a split, tough matchup. I have Henderson as more of like a running back three fringe option, and then going to be sitting the 1B in that committee with Royce Freeman. On the other side for the Cowboys, Tony Pollard always going to handle a ton of work. You fire him up as a very strong start. Now, shifting over to the Vikings-Packers game, Vikings backfield had some interesting usage here. Alexander Madison still led in snaps and routes, but we actually saw Cam Akers out carry him on Monday night. Not sure, you know, how this is going to operate moving forward, but we did still see Madison take all the goal line snaps, which is why I'm giving him the edge here. Akers could continue to eat into the workload of Madison. I think that's totally a possibility. To be totally honest, I think both of these guys are not overly talented. So like, I don't really have like a dog in the race of like, oh, I think this player is way better. I just think with what we saw, if they're going to be close in opportunities, give me the guy who's running more routes and is also getting the work on the goal line. And that is Alexander Madison. So he's going to be a fringe option for me. Sitting Cam Akers, it is a nice matchup here against the Packers. So you'd like one of these guys to be the clear top option, but just don't really know at this point. And then for the Packers here, we have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And I have to assume that Aaron Jones' usage in week seven was kind of limited with him coming back from injury because we saw A.J. Dillon play more snaps, he ran more routes, and he also took seven more carries than Aaron Jones. I think you have to expect Aaron Jones to improve his workload heading into week eight. He does draw a tough matchup against the Vikings, who aside from giving up two touchdowns to Christian McCaffrey, have been pretty strong against the running back position. So it doesn't feel great playing Aaron Jones, just given how small his workload was last week. But this does feel like a spot where he could improve on that role, getting healthier. And then we'll also just kind of track what we're hearing out of the uh, Packers building throughout the week on what his role is going to look like. And then at this point, sitting A.J. Dillon, if I'm expecting Aaron Jones to take back, you know, his normal workload, then that's going to be a hit for A.J. Dillon. Shifting over to the Saints-Colts matchup. Man, Alvin Kamara just keeps getting funneled targets there. PPR machine. We did see Jamal Williams make his return. Didn't play a huge role. I think he'll probably be somewhat involved, but I mean, Alvin Kamara is still going to be a locked in start. And then uh, sitting Jamal Williams. For the Colts with JT and Moss, we pretty much had a even split between those two guys. Both of them played 50 snaps. Both saw 18 carries. We did have JT who was more efficient on the ground. Um, And then he was also more involved as a pass catcher, but both these guys handled really solid workloads. I'm still leaning towards JT kind of improving on his workload throughout the rest of the season, which is why I have him as a start. But I still think Zach Moss is clearly going to be involved here, which is why I have him as a fringe option. Not a great matchup here against the Saints, but if they're going to be force feeding these running backs, both are probably playable, but I definitely do prefer um, Jonathan Taylor at this point. Then we're going to have a divisional matchup between the Patriots and the Dolphins. And for the Patriots, I have Ramondre as a start here. Pretty similar usage to last week. Zeke is still going to be involved, but Ramondre is running way more routes. He's getting more opportunities. We did see Zeke get the goal on carry, but I think that's just because they've been splitting the, uh, or sorry, they've just been divvying up the first and second drive. So Ramondre takes the first drive. Zeke takes the second one. I'm pretty sure that touchdown came on that second one. So it's not even really indicative of Zeke being like the locked in goal line back. So that role is still kind of up in the air. I like Ramondre as a start sitting Ezekiel Elliott. 
And then for the Dolphins, major kind of falling down to earth game here for Raheem Mostert. He had just been on an absolute tear. You had the Dolphins O-line banged up a little bit going up against the very tough uh, Eagles defensive line. So not a great mix. I still think you go right back to the well here with Raheem Mostert and fire him up. And then sitting Salvin Ahmed and Jeff Wilson, they were kind of splitting like that RB2 role. So if you don't have a clear guy manning that spot, just got to be sitting both of those players in my opinion. Next up is going to be the Jets taking on the Giants. Not a ton to talk about here. Brees Hall peaking up rest of season. Fire him up as a start. Same thing with Saquon Barkley. Both those guys are just going to be locks in your lineup. Moving over to the Jaguars-Steelers game. Travis Etienne has been on an absolute tear. Doesn't seem like anyone's going to be competing for those touches in that backfield. He's dominating the usage. He's been getting into the end zone. You continue to fire him up as a high-end running back one. And then for the Steelers, we did see both these guys get into the end zone, which I guess was somewhat exciting if you roster these players. I still think they're just like fringe, mid-tier running back threes week to week, even though Najee had a decent game. I don't think I'm like much higher on him moving forward. His role was the same. He just scored a touchdown. So really not much has changed with these guys, aside from the fact that they did both score touchdowns, but not really expecting that to carry over um, you know, moving forward. In the next game, we're going to have the Falcons taking on the Titans. And this Falcons backfield definitely had some uh, strange usage on Sunday. You had Bijan Robinson, pretty much a complete non-factor. Later, we found out he was dealing with a headache, which is why they kind of held him out. I'm just going to throw him right back in there as a start. And if I'm starting Bijan, I'm probably going to be sitting Algier and Cordero Patterson. I do think there are some matchups where Algier could be playable because he will be involved on the ground. This is just not one of them here against the Titans. They've had a super tough run defense. Teams attack them through the air. So that's why just Bijan is a start. And then for the Titans, obviously you're firing up Derrick Henry. Tajay Spears is going to be involved, but uh, Derrick Henry still dominating the touches there. Then shifting over to a divisional matchup between the Eagles and the Commanders. For the Eagles, you continue to fire up DeAndre Swift as a very strong play. Kenneth Gainwell did get a goal line touchdown, but just not enough consistent work to warrant you know playing in your lineup. And then for the commanders here, definitely some pretty concerning usage for uh, Brian Robinson. The commanders, they have been operating like this two-headed committee with B-Rob and Antonio Gibson, but Robinson was taking most of the opportunities. They have now introduced rookie Chris Rodriguez into the rotation here. He ended up taking seven carries, which was just one fewer than Brian Robinson's uh, eight. And then Brian Robinson only saw like a 39% route participation. So this is now turning into a carry split. He's not overly involved as a uh, pass catcher. It's really tough to view him as like a running back two moving forward. Plus you draw a really tough matchup against the Eagles. Not a great spot for Brian Robinson at this point. He could, you know, expand on his role moving forward. He was great early on, but right now things are not looking great for him. Next up is going to be the Browns taking on the Seahawks. And we had Jerome Ford with kind of a big breakout game. Unfortunately, he suffers an ankle injury. Seems like he is going to uh, miss a week or two. So this is probably going to turn into a, you know, stay a committee here. But now we're going to have Kareem Hunt and Pierre Strong have to give the edge to Kareem Hunt because he was the guy kind of pushing forward for snaps. So assume he kind of steps into that RB1 role or like the 1A to uh, Pierre Strong's 1B in that committee. I think he's a fringe option. Don't know how much you want to trust this Browns offense. The quarterback situation is all over the place, but he's going to be like an RB3 for me. And then Pierre Strong is someone you probably prefer not to play. For the Seahawks, you keep firing up Kenneth Walker as a very strong running back one. 
In the next game, we have the Ravens taking on the Cardinals, and I have Gus Edwards as a start here, and you may be thinking that's like a reaction to his Week 7 game. It's really not. He did put up 21.4 PPR points, but there wasn't like a role change in Week 7. He just recorded an 80-yard reception um, and then also got into the end zone, so kind of an outlier game, if we're being honest here, especially with that reception. Typically, he is uh, you know, a non-factor as a pass catcher. He's just had a very locked-in set of carries pretty much ever since Dobbins went down. So from week two through seven, he's carried the ball between 10 and 16 times. The Cardinals have allowed the fourth most points per game to running backs. Ravens are probably going to be big favorites in this game. So I just think there's going to be a lot of running volume. The Ravens are probably going to be efficient on the ground. And I think Gus Edwards has a decent shot of getting into the end zone, which is why I have him as a start here. And then for the Cardinals, this was kind of a tough uh, decision for me. I went back and forth with Mercado as a start or a fringe option. On the one hand, I feel like this Cardinals running back room is still kind of volatile. Like we saw Keontae Ingram lead in touches last week. Then this week, he was a complete non-factor. He was a special teams player. So I don't love that because we have Amari DiMercato coming off a game where he dominated the snaps, had great receiving usage. And if you told me he had that role again, I would lock him in as a start, you know, automatic. I do think there's the risk that this backfield could get shaken up again. But I ended up settling with him as a start. I like the usage. I like the routes he's running, especially in a game where they could be trailing. He could end up seeing a decent amount of receiving volume. So he will be a start for me. And then uh, Damian Williams is going to be a sit. Uh, Shifting over to a divisional game between the Chiefs and the Broncos. Pretty sure we just saw this one a couple weeks ago. Um, But for the Chiefs, you fire up Isaiah Pacheco. He's carved out a very strong role in this offense and is always going to have some nice weekly touchdown upside. Then for the Broncos, I like the way that Javante is trending. I just don't know if this is the week where you want to like lock him in as an automatic start. He did take over 50% of the snaps. He led the running backs with four targets, and he saw 15 carries. So a very, very strong workload. Um, I just don't love the matchup here against the Chiefs. They have allowed the six fewest points to the running back position. Also don't know if the game script is going to be great. Like I know it was close last time they played, but kind of felt like an outlier down game from the Chiefs offense. So Javante hasn't really been the guy they go to in terms of like, you know, two minute drill receiving situations where you're like trailing. So that's why I don't feel great about him. I still think he's a fringe option. I just think if you have him and he doesn't play well, I wouldn't be panicking. I still like him uh, rest of season just based on the way his usage has been trending. Then shifting over to the Bengals 49ers game, both these dudes are locked in starts. I know Joe Mixon has been very disappointing. But you have the Bengals coming off the bye week. Joe Burrow should be pretty much as close to 100% as he's been all season long. He's still dominating the touches. He just needs to get into the end zone. Now, does he do it here against the 49ers? Tough defense. Who knows? But the usage is so great. You just have to continue to fire him up as a start. And then for the 49ers, no-brainer. Chris McCaffrey back, continuing to dominate. You fire him up as a very strong play. And then I believe this is the uh, Sunday night game. Bears taking on the Chargers. Now for this Bears backfield, I talked about how I thought, you know, Roshan Johnson was a decent play last week. He ends up missing, I think he was his second game, missing with a concussion, which isn't great. Um, If you looked at Roshan Johnson's fantasy points uh, this past week, you'd assume that he was like the workhorse, dominated the touches. It was actually pretty much like a 50-50 split between Foreman and Evans. Um, Evans played one more snap and then Foreman ran one more route. So the snaps usage very similar. Foreman had 20 opportunities to 16 for Evans. We just saw Deontay Foreman who was way more involved on the goal line. Um, But reports have come out. Seems like Roshan Johnson should be good to return here. If he does return, 
I would lean towards him leading this backfield. I understand that Foreman has played really well, but Roshan Johnson was like competing for touches in this backfield early on in the season with Khalil Herbert, and that was when Deonta Foreman was a healthy scratch. So it'll probably still be somewhat of a split, but if I did had to lean towards one of these running backs, it would be Roshan Johnson. Now on the other side for the Chargers here, you fire up Austin Eckler as a high-end running back one. And then the final game of the week, nothing crazy here. You start Josh Jacobs and you start Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs finally coming off of a breakout game. David Montgomery out. He uh, totals an 87% snap share, a 79% route participation. It's a little weird how they seem to play him when Montgomery's healthy and they play him like he's a super like delicate running back. And then Montgomery's out and they just like force feed him the ball. 11 carries, 10 targets. I would be surprised if Montgomery returned. It seemed like they thought he'd be missing like at least a couple weeks. So if Montgomery's out, I think you lock in Jameer Gibbs as a running back one. And then I think long-term, even if Jameer Gibbs isn't going to like have an 87% snap share when David Montgomery is back, if he can impress with David Montgomery out, that's going to open up the opportunity for him to have a larger role once David Montgomery does come back, especially as a pass catcher. I feel like that's kind of the important role. He can have a lot of passing volume, even if David Montgomery is, you know, taking a lot of the carries. And I think that's really where you're going to get your upside out of Jameer Gibbs. But that's going to wrap it up for all the uh, week eight running back matchups. If you guys enjoyed the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. I'll have my wide receiver start sits out today. Also, thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.